to us. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday, find your magic. And all you magic makers out there who make this podcast possible and totally up-level my life in every possible way. Happy birthday to us. Ooh, <clears throat> happy birthday, everybody. It is the morning. Um, I am recording this on the one year anniversary of Find Your Magic being released out into the world. And I am feeling a lot of emotion. I more than I expected, to be perfectly honest. I am really humbled by how many of you have reached out to say that this podcast has positively affected your life, that it has brought you information about how to have courage to start your own business and practical tools on being an entrepreneur, but also (laughs) it's literally fulfilling my dream of helping people create freedom in their lives by starting a business but also doing it in such a way that you also take care of your mental health while you do that. The statistic that 90% of small businesses close after a year has always really been problematic to me. I think that the world would be such a kinder, happier, more supportive, joyful, equitable place if more of us were able to give the gift that we were put on this earth to give. I think we stifle our creativity. I think we ignore our talents because we're sold a story that we have to wear what I call golden handcuffs um, in order to be quote unquote successful in this life. And what I mean by golden handcuffs is being stuck in the hamster wheel of earning a salary at a traditional job. And there's nothing wrong with earning a salary at a traditional job. I earn a salary at a traditional job right now. Um, And yet my sense of worth, my sense of self, my sense of giving the gift I came here to give the world does not always come from that salary job. And so I know deeply the internal struggle and the internal conversations I have with myself every single day about being quote unquote enough, being peaceful, being at peace with how I spend my time, how I spend my days, what I build, what I create, what I put out into the world. I think about this stuff all the time. And that's why I created this podcast because frankly, I wanted an excuse to talk about these things that matter to me so deeply um, and to make people have deep conversations with me about these topics um, for my own fulfillment in my soul. But I love thinking about you sitting there on the other end of this listening to the conversations that I've been able to have and like you're in the room with me truly every single time I really really do feel like you the person listening to this right now 
are in the room with me as I have these discussions with entrepreneurs and mental health professionals and artists and creatives from all over the world who have been able to do the most extraordinary things. And you are in the room with us every single time. So thank you for being in the room. Thank you for being here. Thank you for continuing to show up. I'm, I'm truly just sitting here in awe and so moved and so grateful for the opportunity to do this. So what to expect from this episode? This is an anniversary episode, a birthday episode, and what better way to celebrate than to look back on where we were one year ago, um, where I was one year ago. And so what I'm going to do, I've written down a couple of sort of signposts for myself. I'm going to talk about where I was one year ago. And if you're feeling at all hopeless, <laughs> this is probably going to feel familiar and hopefully inspiring by the end, because one year ago, damn, was I really in the thick of the pit of despair for many reasons. And we'll get to that. And then I'm going to talk about my healing process and sort of really how I created a program for myself of making one small or big aligned decision one after the other to build an entirely new life. And then I'm going to give you some personal updates on where I am today. And there are some juicy ones. There are some really exciting ones that I'm nervous, but excited to share with you. And I also want to be extremely transparent that I am still building and changing and doing maintenance on what I have already built um, because I took a year to really rebuild my life. I now have a lot more space and energy and clarity and time to recommit myself to the creative projects that I know I was put on this earth to make um, and to help the people I know I was put on this earth to help. And that includes you. And then finally, I am going to do a roundup of both my favorite episodes and the episodes that you all voted to be your favorites. Um, I looked at the data and analytics, like the nerd that I am, over the past year, and I looked at, okay, what were the most popular episodes? What episodes did people listen all the way through? What episodes really resonated with people? Did I get messages about? So I've got eight episodes here out of 50. This is the 50th episode. That's so wild. I've got eight that are all really special and popular um, for different reasons. Some of them are more business related. Some of them are sort of social, um, more topical, and some of them are mental health related. So let's get started with where I was one year ago. One year ago, so beginning of August, 2021. <laughs> 
<laughs> do you guys have to still check yourself on what year it is? Because I sure do. I feel like the last couple of years, I know this is a broken record, but truly like what is time? <laughs> what happened? So one year ago, August, 2021, I was about, gosh, maybe not quite two months out from leaving my previous living situation in Seattle. Um, and what that was, was a partnership, um, a long-term partnership. I lived with my partner up in Seattle. I had given up everything to move there. I gave up my career in Hollywood, which I would have done regardless of the relationship through giving up that career in Hollywood as an actress and a screenwriter, I came to realize later that what I also was giving up was an old identity. And there was a lot of identity crisis things that happened as a result and kind of delayed grief. Because when you give up a job that has been your identity, it can really, really mess with your sense of self-worth where you're like, I know I don't want to do this job anymore, but now who am I? What am I doing with my time? What am I doing with my life? Um, so that was a really big, big shift for me, um, deciding to move up to Seattle to be with my previous partner. And in that process of moving. I gave up my career. Um, I also gave up my Los Angeles apartment, which honestly I was very ready to do again, separate from the relationship. LA was not for me. It is a great town for many people, but it was not a good place for me or my mental health for many reasons. So I gave up my apartment in LA but what I gave up more than just the city of Los Angeles was my entire support system. All of my friends for seven years, we lived within a few blocks of each other. And I had an amazing support system where I was able to, when I wasn't living with them, to quickly walk to their house, um, meet up with them for coffee, meet up with them for dinner. We had family dinner nights, game nights. So giving up that support system and that support system shifting and changing when you're in your 30s, making friends as an adult is really tricky. Making friends as an adult in a pandemic is impossible. So that move, <laughs> truly I was a, a much more vulnerable person than I realized at the time. I thought, you know, these, I correctly thought, I want all these changes. I don't want to be an actress anymore. I don't want to be in Los Angeles anymore. My friends are moving away anyway. Um, and it's now time for me to make my own moves. It's time for me to start my next chapter. So it made sense in many ways, but what I didn't give myself was a true opportunity to grieve because I was so desperate for the next chapter to be a success that I really didn't do a good job grieving the previous chapter and my previous identity. 
So if you know the story, um, what happened was the movers came February 29th, 2020 to pick up all of my things, to move them to Seattle. I went home to San Diego to visit my mother for what was supposed to just be a couple weeks uh, visit before I started that next chapter. And as you know, what happened in March, 2020, COVID hit and it hit in Seattle first. So I delayed my trip and I ended up getting quarantined in San Diego with my mom for four months, I believe it was. And there were actually a lot of positive things that came from that because it forced me to do a lot of that grieving. It forced me to take a look at that decision that I'd made. Um, and it was very painful uh, a lot of times. I got into therapy, thank God. Um, shout out to my best friend, Desi, for hooking me up with her therapist who has been my therapist now for two years and is responsible for literally like 90% of the healing I've been able to do. Thank you, Melanie. Um, and I started therapy. I finally was able to safely get to Seattle. And long story short, I realized and my partner realized we were not happy. Um, it was a we went down swinging. We really, I think, had a vision of what was going to happen um, that we really wanted to make happen. And we did not surrender to what was. And it was only when we were both able to really surrender to the truth um, that we were not right for each other that it was time to go our separate ways. And so I was faced with a decision to start over completely from scratch again, this time without any safety net, without any direction. Um, there was no city to move to because of a job or a relationship. I was truly dealing with a blank slate for the first time in my life. So when I made that decision in late May to pack up my things, and I believe um, I actually flew out June 1st, it was terrifying. I don't think I've ever been more scared. Um, and the excitement came later, but at the time I was just the picture of devastated. I mean, true anguish. Like, wailing, crying, angry at God, thinking, how the hell did this happen? I'm so dedicated to building a life that is fulfilling and creative and full of love and joy and alignment. And here I am, I found myself I've got a failed relationship that was like a divorce level breakup. You know, we'd been together for three and a half years. We were living together. I'd gotten rid of all my worldly possessions to go move to Seattle. So I was left quite literally with nothing but my clothes and my books. And I was, I am a smart, capable person. And yet I just felt like 
I felt at the time like the world had conspired against me and every single person in my life was in a happy relationship and was engaged or married. Um, all of them had or were planning to have children on purpose. Um, they seemed to have more money than me. They seemed to have more direction than me. Um, and in this moment, I want to read something from a new book by Brene Brown called Atlas of the Heart. And I highly, highly recommend it. It is her definition, along with other researchers, of all of the human emotions that we feel. Look it up. It's incredible. But this is a snippet from her definition of comparison. And this is exactly how I felt in that moment. Comparison is the crush of conformity from one side and competition from the other. It's trying to simultaneously fit in and stand out. Comparison says, be like everyone else, but better. And that's how I felt. I felt like I was constantly holding my life up to other people and I was comparing everything, my relationship status, my body, my looks, my money, my bank account, my um, living situation, uh, my choices, my job, my just everything. And I just fell short, it seemed, in every single category. And then I felt something that, again, going back to Atlas of the Heart, um, after understanding and having better language to identify this, I felt I was consumed for a while by resentment and resentment. <laughs> I'm going to read that one here. It is defined as the feeling of frustration, judgment, anger, better than, and or hidden envy related to perceived unfairness or injustice. And that's how I felt. I felt like life just wasn't fair and I had done nothing to deserve this absolute destruction of my entire life. And that's really important to acknowledge here. And I know I'm talking a lot about where I was a year ago, but it's really, really important to me that it's really, really important to me to talk about the truth and to tell the truth uh, behind what you may perceive, especially in social media, as a quote-unquote successful life. I make no, <laughs> uh, no promises that I am anything but exactly who I am at any given point. And we don't talk about the ugly shit as much as we should, frankly. Um, I admit freely I feel resentful. I get caught in the comparison trap, just like everybody else. And in fact, I think being a highly sensitive person means that it cuts me deeper than most. And I feel a lot of shame about my resentment. And I feel a lot of shame about, God, why can't I get out of this comparison pattern? I know better. And Getting into therapy really, really helped me with the self-compassion piece, which I think we all could use a lot more of. And it also helped me 
approach what was happening, which sidebar is a pattern in my life, pattern in my life, meaning there have been a handful of times where external circumstances have caused me to lose everything. And I've had to completely rebuild my life from scratch. That's happened three times that I can count um, off the top of my head, complete destruction of everything, complete loss of everything and having to rebuild. And the three previous times I just threw myself into the rebuilding. But this time, a year ago today, I was in the midst of intentional grieving. I was sitting in the grief. I, for the first time probably ever, really started to mourn the loss of my childhood, the loss of my 20s, the loss of my father. My father died when I was 25 years old which caused a lot of dominoes to fall where I had to kind of deal with a lot of things that most people don't have to deal with until they're a lot more established in their lives. I grieved the different versions of myself that I had had to become in order to survive. And once I grieved the all of the loss And I'm sure like that's still ongoing. I still feel grief today, a year later, Um, but the bulk of it really was felt last summer, a year ago. Once I really allowed myself to grieve all of that loss and especially the loss of what a future that I had envisioned so clearly um, that I now knew was not going to happen, then I could start to get really intentional and truthful and careful about the life I wanted to build for myself. So let's look at how I actually started to slowly make one aligned decision, one after the other, to start building the life I currently have today. So When this podcast launched, I originally, I'd had an idea to launch a podcast for two years, and I always thought it was just going to be a business thing. I thought it was going to be about copywriting and personal branding and helping people understand how to find their unique voice and place in the market and helping people start businesses. That has always brought me so much joy. Um, And I thought that that's what this podcast was going to be. So when I started gathering people to speak to and started really getting honest about what the conversations were that I really wanted to have, what I realized was so many of those conversations had to do with personal growth and mental health and getting your soul right before you can build a brand and build a business. Because let me tell you, if you are not right in your heart, you definitely, if you don't know who you are, you definitely can't build an effective personal brand. And you definitely can't understand how you can show up to give the gift you are meant to give. There is so much personal work that has to happen before you can really start a successful business. So 
I pivoted and I decided, okay, I'm going to launch this podcast. I have no idea what's going to happen. I have no idea how it's going to be received, but this is what my soul is calling me to do. This is what my intuition is telling me to do. I feel moved by God, the universe, God of your own understanding, fill in the blank here, that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So I started the podcast and lo and behold, all of these experts started to come into my life and give me advice that was exactly what I needed at the time. So literally the first episode, the first interview that I recorded was with a life coach named Megan Siemens. It's episode two. There's literally like the trailer, the intro episode, and then it's Megan. And to this day, it is the most listened to episode on Find Your Magic. I highly recommend you go and listen to it. And she's an expert in human design. And we talked about grief, doing deep work to understand who you are as a person, and then applying that work to a business. It was an incredible conversation. It was the perfect kickoff for Find Your Magic. And it's like such a beautiful bookend to have that be the very first episode that was released and have this be the episode that I'm talking about right now, because I literally applied all of the advice that Megan gives in that episode over the course of a year to build the life I have today. So August, 2021, I'm still living at home. I am sleeping in my childhood bedroom every night. I am going to therapy once a week. I am crying every morning. I am grieving. I am journaling. I am listening to all the TED Talks. I am just really in the thick of this getting to know myself maybe for the first time ever. Um, Not building myself, but knowing myself. And I started to ask important questions. First question So the first thing that I was really craving, I was just desperate for roots. I was desperate for stability and routine and control over my space and my time. So I decided to start with, okay, where do you want to live, Kelsey? What do you want? Where do you actually want to be spending your time? And I took months to make that decision and I landed on Santa Barbara, California. And the simple reason for that is Santa Barbara is my favorite city in the world. It has been my favorite city in the world since I was a little girl. It has nothing but happy memories for me. I have nothing but positive associations with Santa Barbara. It feels like a small town. It speaks to both sides of me, the the beach bum from San Diego and the mountain kid from Colorado. It is my place. It is my place. It is where I feel the most home. And in August of 2021, right when this was, right when I was launching the podcast, I went to one of my best friend's bachelorette weekends and it happened to be in Santa Barbara. And because I love it here, I was helping to plan. And we, there was a group of women. It was really fun. And we were all sitting at my favorite winery. I brought everyone to my favorite winery and we were sitting there and I was looking around and 
even though practically I was like, it makes more sense to go back to LA. It makes more sense to go to my hometown of San Diego. It even makes more sense to move back to New York city because I still have a lot of friends there. Even though I don't want to live in New York city again, I don't want to be in LA again. And San Diego feels like it's just, it's just too, it doesn't excite me. Um, it doesn't make me feel warm and fuzzy right now. It makes me feel like I've given up and I'm just moving home. And I was looking around at the winery a year ago and thinking, what if I actually fucking did it? What if I move here? Is that crazy? And that seed was planted. And the next night I went on Airbnb and I saw that there was a Airbnb that happened to be available and heavily discounted if I did it for over 30 days. And I booked it for five weeks and I stayed in wine country for five weeks. And then I stayed in Santa Barbara proper for another month, really deciding like, is this my place? Is this where I want to be? And the decision was overwhelmingly yes. That took me a while to find the current apartment that I live in right now. It is the sweetest little bungalow house. It is exactly what I envisioned. It is exactly what I journaled and prayed for. It has a wood burning fireplace and it's an actual house. It's the first time I've ever lived in a house, not an apartment. It has hardwood floors and tons of natural light and plenty of room for me to do all of my creative work. And it feels like home. It felt like home from the moment I stepped in it. And that was the first really big piece of the foundation that I built in rebuilding my life. I also, in moving to Santa Barbara, was like, I gotta learn how to make friends. And I really invested in cultivating, attracting, and maintaining excellent female friendships. And that brings me to another favorite episode, another one that you guys listen to a lot, which is episode 28 with my best friend, Desi Domo. Desi is a Canadian and um, a tarot reader and a freaking delight of a human. She's my favorite person on this planet. Um, she is my soulmate, my life partner. And episode 28 is really, really good shit. All about how friendship can support or detract from our lives. And we talk about like actual strategies for making friends. So that was another big piece of the foundation that I started and continue to do is actively reach out and make friends and cultivate friendships and make the effort. It still makes me nervous to ask people, Hey, do you want to go grab a coffee? Hey, do you want to go for a walk on the beach this weekend? Do you want to come over for a glass of wine? Um, Hey, I'm going to go to this movie. Are you guys interested? And I now have a group of like five awesome girlfriends who are all very different and very like attuned to their own souls and just like awesome badass women who I love being around. And I'm really, really proud of that because it is hard to make friends 
as a single adult with no children. Um, so I'm super proud of that. I also tapped back into creativity, intuition, and this is a big one, a sense of play. Over the last few months, especially, like really after the beginning of the year, after January, I really made it a huge priority. And I was doing this before, but I don't think I've missed a morning. I've barely missed a morning now of making my morning sacred. I make my coffee, I sit down and I listen to a meditation, whether it is on the Calm app or it's Gabby Bernstein's Miracle Membership, shout out Gabby, um, or it's a podcast, or it's just music and me with my thoughts. I sit for at least 20 minutes every single morning and just listen and tune in. It has become... I crave it now. I crave that time. And it has really allowed me to tap back into, okay, who am I? Every single day I'm asking, who am I? What do I need? What do I want? How can I adjust what's around me in order to fulfill that? How can I help somebody today? How can I live my purpose today? Whether it's small or big, sometimes I get big doses of inspiration. Sometimes I feel like every channel is closed and I'm a fraud, but I show up. I sit down in exactly this place that I'm speaking to you every single morning for 20 minutes and I tune in and it's become like air. I have to have it. I have to do it. If I don't, I start to feel out of alignment and that's no accident. That Tapping back into my intuition has also opened up a new vein of creativity for me. And over the past year, I have been working on a memoir. It has been a totally unexpected project. At first, I thought, oh, this is just for me. This is just like a journal almost to kind of unpack my what brought me here to this moment. And as I continued to write, what I realized was, I am meant to share this story. This story is supposed to go out in a big way to the world. And the story has been crystallizing, especially over the last couple of months. And it's taking shape. And what it's turning into is a story of how all women, maybe all people are actors. And leaving behind my identity as an actor has shown me how much I have historically performed or adjusted myself in order to get love, money, survival, friendship, to maintain relationships that really I should have let go that were out of alignment with me we all perform all the time and there is a cost to that performance and the more that we can understand the more that we can find moments to take off the mask to retune into who we are at our core and what we actually want and give ourselves the tools to ask for those things the better off we are, the better off the people around us are, the better off the world is. 
And that's what this memoir is becoming. And I'm so excited to share it with you whenever that becomes possible. If you're a book agent or you know a book agent, hit me up. <laughs> Literally write me hello at kelseyformos.com or find me on Instagram at kelsey.writes. Legit, I'm putting it out into the world. I'm manifesting it. If you're a book agent or you know a book agent, I want to talk to you. <laughs> okay. Another thing I want to say about where I am today is I'm dating somebody and I'm in love and he's just absolutely wonderful. And I'm so grateful for all of the lessons that I'm learning in this new container of a relationship. It is a completely different way of being in relationship than anything I've ever had before. It's honest. Um, we talk about co-creating a lot. Like, what do we want to make? Um, what's our intention? And having a partner with whom I can be completely open and honest is like, it sounds simple, but it really it isn't, it isn't at all because we first have to understand and be okay with ourselves and who we are and know who that is in the first place before we can truly love somebody else before we can, we can't fully love ourselves if we don't know who we are. So all of that hard work about learning what was okay for me, understanding what codependency was healing from that. And I'm continuing to heal from that. Um, understanding how I had gradually and slowly over the course of a decade taught myself how to not have needs and instead look to what other people were telling me they wanted so that I could then become that in order to receive love. Um, getting out of that pattern is the greatest joy and work of my life. And the relationship I'm in right now is allowing me to practice that and to practice that honestly and openly. And I'm so fucking grateful. Um, he's also very funny <laughs> and we laugh, we laugh a ton. And I really think there is something to the trite adage that you want to date someone who can be your best friend because life is way more fun. Let me tell you, life is way more fun when you can be the weirdest version of yourself with another person. So that's where I am with that. It's pretty new. We're, we're three months in now. Um, but it also feels like Time is not um, relevant almost. We've done so much deep work um, and investment that it that three months sounds like nothing. Um, but it also is just like the beginning of building a foundation. I don't know what's gonna happen, but I'm feeling really, really, really wonderful about it. And it also has been such an exercise in letting go and letting somebody else in and surrender and being like, you know what, 
I could use some support. Thank you. You know what? I will let you love me. I will let you pour into my cup. Thank you. <laughs> it is something, again, I'm just, I'm really, really grateful for that. And it would not have been possible. It would not be possible currently without my continued commitment to working on myself. So there's that. And you know, a year later, here I am. I'm in a beautiful home that I totally manifested. I am a year into making this podcast, which has become the most fulfilling, creative, personal project that I think I've ever done. I am a year into writing a memoir that I think is truly going to change the world for the better. I know that's a big statement, but I'm just unapologetically going to say that. I'm a year into learning who I am in a very deep and intentional way. And part of that has attracted a new aligned romantic relationship. And there are also lots of areas that I still have a lot of growing to do. I still want to do so much more with my business. I still want to do so much more with Magic Words copywriting, copy class, connecting with people who are wanting to start businesses, really understanding how I can up-level what I have to reach more people, help more people, continue to help the people who are already students. There are 9,000 students in my Kajabi right now, which is like the most mind-blowing, humbling thing ever. I have so much work to do with money mindset still. I'm a lot better than I've ever been. And yet that is something that I continue to need to unpack and work on. Um, surrendering is another area that I have to do a lot of work on and not trying to control how everything happens and perfectionism. I think all of us can identify with that. I have like a lot of old patterns that I'm still addressing, especially from like growing up and childhood and who I was socially really understanding, like, again, how I've had to perform or not, not even had to, how I chose to perform or adjust myself in different situations in order to keep the peace and make other people happy. Um, that's a big, big, big challenge that I will probably be addressing for the rest of my life. Um, I still want to do so much with my personal life. Um, there are still so many joys I haven't experienced yet um, when it comes to commitment and potentially like having a family. There's so, so much on the horizon. And the biggest lesson that I've learned this year is to take your time. Take your time. Your job, if you have one, your salary, think of it as rent. They are renting your time. If the rent is too low, you need to go raise the rent because your time is so valuable. The people around you, 
they are paying rent in terms of the emotional investment that they give you. Are they making deposits? Are they renting your time in a way that feels good? If not, raise the rent or kick them out. Your time is so valuable and I hope you take it. I hope you sit in it. I hope for you and for me that we can be present and grounded and enjoy the moments that are there for us to savor and move through the more difficult emotions by staying present with them so that they don't fester or infiltrate us and grow and fester into something that we have to deal with later. The secret of life is staying present and taking your time. That is the message I keep getting over and over and over. Figure out who you are. Take the time to figure out who you are, even if it's just five minutes a day in the morning, even if it's going on a sabbatical, what it doesn't matter. Like, Make sure you're making time and saving time and allocating time for yourself. Take your time. I certainly am trying to. Woo! What a episode. Um, what a sort of self-run therapy session. Thank you for being here and listening to me. Thank you for being in many ways my extra bonus therapist. Knowing you are out there listening to this is so special and comforting to me. And I'm, again, just so grateful. And I'm going to leave you with some of my favorite episodes of Find Your Magic that I have recorded throughout the year. And also, um, these are the episodes that you guys voted were your favorites. So the first one, uh, I'm going to go most recent to oldest. So the first one is this is a short episode and shockingly like every single one of you uh brought this episode up as one of your favorites it's episode 46 and it is a solo episode like this one and it's short it's only 13 minutes long and it is how to build a brand voice and i literally take you through the exact steps that you need to make to start building an aligned personal brand and to understand how to build an effective brand voice, what it is, why you need it, how to build it. 13 minutes long, episode 46, go listen. Right behind that, we've got episode 45 and it is advocating for a better world with Meg Tenick of Every Queer. This was part of a Pride Month series that we did and I am so honored still um, at all of the incredible artists and entrepreneurs who came to the podcast to share their stories, um, to give us insights into what it is like to move through the world as a queer person, as a queer entrepreneur. Um, Every Queer is a organization that uh, is a LGBTQ plus lifestyle site that focuses on safe travel for queer people. Meg came and gave essentially what was the most incredible history lesson on why we need to be supporting and investing in the queer community, um, 
where so many of the important pieces of the movement come from, how we can be better allies. It's an incredible episode start to finish and also gives a lot of insights into how she built an incredibly successful brand. Every Queer went viral. Um, it's an incredible story. It's episode 45. Next up, we have, this is one of my personal favorite episodes. I should have done a better job um, being a PR agent for this episode. It truly rocked me to my core. I think about this episode all the time, and it is episode 42. I retired my husband. Um, it's with Leslie Cooster, who went from having a $50,000 a year side hustle to multiple seven figures at age 60. And she talks about her shift, her mindset shift, and both her literal steps of going from $50,000 to multiple seven figures, but also like the mental health work underneath it. She, the, the section where she talks about, quote, princess in the tower syndrome, I think about it almost daily. It is one of the most personally important and moving episodes to me. Um, it is episode 42. That was from May 30th. Highly, highly recommend listening to that. Next up, you guys freaking love episode 28 with my best friend, Desi Domo, how to make and deepen female friendships. We talked about that. Um, I also want to shout out episode 29 that came out on Valentine's Day, and that was with relationship coach Brian Reeves. Brian is a men's coach, and that episode was all about how to invite love into your life and create healthier partnerships. I recorded that episode about a couple months, uh, like a month before I really started getting super intentional about dating, um, and then... I, I just, I love so much of what Brian has to say, not just in this podcast episode. Again, it's episode 29 from Valentine's Day, um, but he his social media is incredible. Highly recommend following Brian Reeves, the relationship coach. Next up, we have episode 26. It's called Take Your Lunch, Kiddo, Defining, Preventing, and Healing Burnout with business coach Nicole Stanfield. This is in the top three most listened episodes of Find Your Magic. It is an incredibly prescient, valuable conversation. It's from January of this year. And Nicole literally specializes in identifying, preventing, and treating burnout. It is an episode we all need. I need it. Probably going to go listen to it again after this. <laughs> Next up, we have going back a lot farther now, episode 13, which is dating with intention and confidence. You're not needy. You just have needs. This was an interview with a licensed therapist and dating coach named Kelsey Wonderlin. After recording this episode, she married her current husband. She has incredible courses. I have taken one of them on um, really identifying your own values before you start looking for a partner and how to communicate those values in a way that is flirty and fun and not like really serious and scary. Um, I really, really loved this conversation. Again, this is another one that you guys 
really invested in and listened to. So that's episode 13, Dating with Intention and Confidence. Right before that, we had episode 12. This is, again, one of the top ones that you all voted for. You all listened to this one a ton. This is one of the um, episodes that has the longest uh, listening time. People tend to finish this entire episode. And it is the toxic myth of work-life balance. How to use passive income to create a sustainable, soul-nourishing business. This interview is with my friend, CEO, Kate Kordsmeyer. She has a multiple six-figure blog business. Um, she runs an incredible mastermind. She is a mom. She is a badass. I loved this conversation. This one is particularly good for you if you have young children and you are trying and you feel some sort of shame about this quote-unquote work-life balance. It's not a thing. It's not real. Uh, listen to episode 12 hear all about it. Got two more for you. Episode number three. This again was an episode I recorded before I actually launched the podcast and it's called No Such Thing as Overnight Success. This is with my really close friend, Eddie Liu, who is currently the star of the TV show Kung Fu on the CW. And he's also a star of Netflix's show, Never Have I Ever. Eddie, in the year since this came out, has completely blown up. He's like a giant fucking star. Um, he is on the cover of magazines and he's at the Emmys and he's like, he's just, he's, it couldn't have happened to a more deserving human. Honestly, he's incredible. Um, and that episode was about so much more than Hollywood. It was about really keeping the faith when you know you have a gift and you're just not being given the opportunity to give it. Um, there's no such thing as overnight success. Eddie proves it. Uh, even though he, it looks like he has had an overnight success. He came out of nowhere. He's a huge star now. Listening to the struggle of what it took to get to that point, I think it's so important. He's also just like the most delightful human um, and we tell some fun Hollywood stories in that episode. So that's episode three. And then I mentioned this episode before, but episode two, which was the very first interview I ever did for this podcast, it is with um, human design life coach expert, Megan Siemens. Um, her, it's M-E-G-A-N-S-E-A-M-A-N-S. -E and the episode is titled Feeling Lost? Question mark. Here's how to gently break out of your comfort zone and find your purpose. Boy, howdy, was that the perfect place to kick this podcast off. Um, it is the foundation on which this podcast, this business, this life is built, or at least I'm trying to. Um, gently breaking out of comfort zone after comfort zone and continually checking in with my intuition to make sure that every single thing I do, whether it's my work, my personal life, my creativity, things that I share with the world, making sure that all of them are driven by purpose, that I'm doing things with intention and again, taking my time. Thank you so much so much magic maker, man, if you made it to the end of this episode, we are truly 
truly soulmates. I cannot thank you enough. Thank you for being here in my living room with me as I record this. I feel this is going to sound very hippie woo woo. I feel a great sense of peace and warmth right now. My chest literally feels like this warmth is blooming inside of me. I feel really proud of myself that I have consistently stayed true to what this podcast was meant to be over the course of a year. We've made 50 episodes. I mean, that's like, I can't, I don't even know how many hours of content um, we've produced. A huge, huge shout out and thank you to my producer, Haley Hayhurst of Espresso Podcast Productions. She is the unsung hero behind the scenes who edits these episodes every single week, helps me put together show notes, publishes them onto the RSS feeds and onto all the platforms. She's a total rock star. I truly appreciate her. She also makes the audiograms that you see on my social media. She's amazing. Um, I also want to call out Julian Domo. Um, His Spotify artist name is Jules Grant. He created the theme song for this show from scratch for us. I use it every week. Every time I hear it, it brings me joy. Julian, thank you for this gift. I want to thank every single person who has come on to be a guest on this podcast and given of their time and their expertise and they're a little bit of their souls. Every single person comes on here and bravely shares the deepest, darkest secrets, like the deepest parts of themselves with me and with this audience. Um, I couldn't be more humbled and more grateful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you also to a new uh, business partner of mine, Lydia Bagarotza. She is my new publicist and we've been working together for a couple of months now and she's just absolutely killing it. Um, her episode, I actually did an episode with her that's the one right before this one. So give that a listen if you want to learn more about how press and PR can help you move forward and accelerate um, sharing your gift with the world more quickly. Ah. Uh, who else can I thank? I, I just, I'm overwhelmed with so much gratitude um, to my mom. I want to thank my mom. She's like, I know that it's such a, a trope to say, oh, your mom's your biggest fan, but she really truly is. Like my mom encourages me to live a aligned creative life and has since I was a child and what a gift I am learning that has been so much of my confidence and my Confidence in my own ability to do things and make things happen comes from her faith in me from childhood onward. So thank you, mom. Big shout out, Karen Foremost. And if you want to support my mom, check out her blog. It's amazing. It's readwatchgo.com. She pairs books, movies and television and travel experiences together into bundles so you can fully immerse yourself in an experience or a time period or a subject and like really get the most out of that thing. It's an incredible blog, honestly, readwatchgo.com. She's also on Instagram at readwatchgo. Oh, 
thank you to my partner, Ian. He's, you know, he's new in town, but we like him. We're excited to see, <laughs> we're excited to see how he continues to contribute to, uh, to the conversation. <laughs> thank you for uh, always getting me chocolate at Trader Joe's <laughs> and for speaking my Costco love language, honey. Um, and doing all of the hundreds of little things that make me feel loved and appreciated every day. You're one in a billion, kiddo. <sighs> Thank you, Melanie, my therapist. Thank you for helping me navigate through the craziness that has been the last two years with grace and compassion and um, helping the lessons stick and the grief move to, to move through the grief and to savor the joy. Thank you, Melanie. Thank you to other leaders um, who have been tent poles for me through my life, but especially through the last year. Brene Brown, Glennon Doyle, Gabby Bernstein, Ashley C. Ford, um, Lovey. <laughs> uh, all y'all are incredible and I aspire to join your club someday. Man, oh man, I am just grateful. I'm incredibly grateful. What a year it's been. Thank you for being here. Thank you for continuing to show up for these conversations and through that, continuing to show up for yourself. Take your time magic maker. The best is yet to come. Hey, magic maker. If you made it to the end of this episode, it means you're truly committed to inviting more magic into your life. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and follow Find Your Magic on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to this stuff. Each review truly means so much to me. Thank you for being here. Now go out there and find your magic.